welcome back to Educate Ebony. We're now on episode three. And if you listened in last episode, I spoke with Scott Kay from Voyager. And we had a great old chat about Devin Townsend and his album Ocean Machine. For my listening notes, Scott said to really just tune out the world and focus in on this album. And when I did come around to listening to it, I was actually in Tasmania. And oh, it sounds lame, but you know, being in nature for me is a really calming experience. And I did do a walk around Dove Lake at Cradle Mountain. And to me, it was just the perfect place. I felt so big and open and quiet. And so just popped the album on. I tell you what, though, I have never heard a more atmospheric album. Scott was definitely right about that. Also, like in the album, the crickets and the storm samples that Devin added in there were really cool. Like, how do you know that was going to fit with the track until you put it in there and be like, oh yeah, ace. It was just very intentional. And I feel like I noticed that aspect uh, in the song transitions. You know, there was just enough silence between songs to let you regroup. Or sometimes they merged together and evolved into the next track. I just really loved that, I think. But my favorite song is definitely Regulator. I think it's the, the rhythm that I really like. But also Devin's vocals are so multifaceted. Gosh, it's just too good. So big thanks to Scott for coming on and telling me all about that album. That's a keeper. But let's get into this episode. Don't forget to come and find me on all socials at Educate Ebony. And, you know, flick some stars my way as well. Okay. Okay. All right. For this episode of Educate Ebony, the prog edition, I would love to introduce Monique Pym. She is the marketing coordinator at Overdrive PR, where she works with a bunch of clients from many different genres. And she's also the electric frontwoman of alt-prog band Relica from Sydney. And you may just recognize that band because they created the Educate Ebony intro track. It's honestly better than I could have ever imagined. And I still listen to it. I still listen to like the whole thing every time I edit one of these episodes. So a huge thank you very much to Relica and Mon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and thank you for liking the intro. Yeah, I always <laughs> listen to it as well. Like, I mean, I won't lie to you. I didn't have too much to do with it. I don't play guitar. I don't play bass. I don't play drums, but they are legends. They are miracle workers and I really enjoy it too. So I'll just, yeah, I'll always, when I'm listening to one of my many Educate Ebony binges, <laughs> I'll be sure to listen to the intro as well. And be like, we did that. Yes. <laughs> we did that. Well, I didn't, but they did that. <laughs> you were there. You were in there. <laughs> yeah, I was somewhere in the mix, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Well, it's great to have you. Um, and I am interested to know because I feel like, I don't want to say that prog is like a niche genre because it's not really anymore, but it's still something that maybe people sort of find themselves falling into in an unusual way or they stumble across one band or something and it kicks it off. But like, how did you first get into the progressive genre? Well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of something that you don't really choose to do. Uh, I, I know a lot of bands set out to specifically carve their own path in terms of their genre and where they want to be. And definitely we did have that kind of mindset. But at the same time, we never really knew where to place our music. And so I think we've just kind of been almost it's been like the the prog crown has been like thrust upon us I suppose you could say <laughs> I, well. I mean I still yeah <laughs> I still am unsure like if that even is us like I mean we've got a lot of metalcore influence but naturally the clean vocals that, that then kind of takes that in a more progressive metal route and then like just a little bit of the technicality behind it kind of again a bit more progressive like 
it's yeah that's a tricky question because I wouldn't say that we have specifically like set out to become a prog band yeah it just kind of suits us the bands that are within that industry we go well together with like the monolith festival lineup for example like we fit really well with carnival etc so yeah we're kind of just taking it in our stride and this is where we are now and whether we'll be here in the future who knows we're still young we're still finding our sound very much so and it definitely has a big like the outside influence is a big part of that you know what I mean like who whatever people say we are that's what we are I guess yeah I guess so because you can say like yeah we're this band and everyone's like oh they're a prog band and they'll be like well that's what I hear so that's what you are to me I guess. Yeah, well, exactly. And uh, that's, that's fine. It's kind of a choose your own adventure type thing (laughs) when it comes to, yeah, we, I mean, I could sound like a prick when I say this, but like, we don't define ourselves by (laughs) genre. It's it's not quite like that. It's more just like, there are so many different sounds and genres out there that like we enjoy and we draw from. So whatever it ends up becoming, if that's prog, great. We're a prog band. I'm so fine with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It is a particular niche, but I guess it is gaining popularity, especially since there's combinations between like prog and almost the more like even electronics side of things. Like for example, bands like Polyphia, who you would call a prog band, they're also doing like remixes with like rappers and stuff. So I think that kind of thing is sick. And that's definitely the type of avenue we would want to be going down. So yeah, I guess that works cool. for us. <laughs> cool. I'll stay tuned for the future. Damn. <laughs> but let's get to the, I don't want to say the good stuff because that was also good, but let's get to the real, the real big question. What is the one prog album I need to hear? So this is a tricky one because admittedly, I don't listen to too much prog. I'm not a prog listener. I am a metal listener, hundred percent and all metal branches heavy branches I guess you could say I'll listen to anything really (laughs) that's such a good segue from what we were just talking about (laughs) but I think that the album that I want to present you with today Ebony is System of a Down's Toxicity cool I know it's not a prog album but there's definitely if you're talking about like the progressive as an adjective I guess you could say like progressive something it's definitely progressive something it's uh it's a wild ride. It's got a little bit of everything. And I think that that best sums up what prog is. So I think that it works really like um, it was the best thought I could think of. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. So I definitely get it. Absolutely. I definitely get it because before when I was, you know, fresh into metal in the heavy world or whatever, and I didn't know what new metal was, but you know, you hear System of a Down in there and I haven't listened to this whole album, but you know, random songs everywhere. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you first hear these guys. And to me, I would have been like, cool, what, the genres that I know, this would fit into the progressive because it is progressive in their vocals and their instrumentation and like everything and the way yeah. they like structure their songs. So I would, yeah, I would call this a progressive album for sure. A hundred percent. And really you can argue any album into any genre. You can fit it mm. into anything. If, you've got, if you're looking for the right things, you're looking for the right elements. And you're so right, the vocal, some of the melodies, it's definitely got that progressive feel. And even just the subject matter of the album, how like politically charged it is. I mean, that's that's so new metal, really. That's so early 2000s new metal, the political rage. But like it definitely it ties in really, really nicely to all to that genre and just to everything that I listened to. Um, they just it was a bit of a gateway, I guess you could say, for me. And it's always just stood the test of time that one 
and it's a cult classic. So it, yeah, it had to be my pick for today. Oh, awesome. Well, when did you first hear it? I was thinking about this. <laughs> the first time that I heard it would have been in my brother's car when he was on his pee plates and he would have been driving me to like dance class or something like that. Since then, he has fallen out of his, I guess, metal phase, <laughs> heavy phase. Yeah, he's not really he's not really into that anymore, but I definitely um, latched on and didn't let go, as you can see. Yes. I'm probably like five years older than he was then now. I remember, yeah, I remember hearing, I think, it wouldn't have been the whole album, but like it definitely was like a couple of tracks. Like you said, like maybe even the popular tracks, Chop Suey and um, like Toxicity title track. Yeah, I would have probably been about uh, like 13-ish when I, when I first heard it. And I was addicted. I was obsessed. It was, yeah, like I said, a bit of a gateway, just the emotion behind it and how different it was. Oh, I think a big clap of thunder is coming. <laughs> no. We're good. <laughs> Setting the scene for the album. Um, yeah, I was about 16 when I first heard it and it, it was very different from the social scene. Sorry, 16, 13. Very different from the social scene that I was currently in. I was just starting to make music with the band that we, you know, that you now know, Miles, Brandon and Shannon, but now Ben. Yeah, beginning of high school type thing. Emotions were high and it just, yeah, it's just one of those stories where music just, it sticks to you. And yeah, I think addictive is the best word for it. Um, yeah. Something about Serge's passion, like behind the vocals, like being a vocalist, obviously that like you connect to that the most a lot. I I, I just kept coming back and then I explored more albums. Um, their album Mesmerize was another one that I was thinking of for today because they're both like probably my favorites of theirs. I mean, Hypnotize is really good as well. Like, yeah, you've got Hypnotize and Mesmerize. They're kind of like a back-to-back type thing. But Mesmerize and Toxicity were definitely the two that I would keep coming back to. And yeah, like that's kind of the origins, I guess, for like where we are now. I, I definitely take a lot of inspiration from System of a Down when it comes to my own music. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's good shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess for like a 13-year-old going into high school, I mean, looking back now, you're like, yeah, damn, I was young. They're a heavy band, if you said, like, a heavy political statements as well, to, like, go into that and listen to it. Like, first thought is obviously, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And being like, yeah. gotta learn all the words <laughs> chop suey. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, yeah. did it, I don't want to say broaden your mind, because that sounds lame, but, you know, was it sort of like a, oh, my gosh, this is what's going on in other parts of the world and everything like that? Yeah, well, like... I think that you find that a lot in a lot of different music, like it, all of it. You're right. It, it broadens your mind. It expands your horizon beyond your immediate circle. And as you're growing through your teens and stuff, your circle just gets bigger. you like your vision, your empathy for other people. And I mean, I won't lie to you. The first few times that I listened to the album, it, it didn't sound like anything. It just sounded <laughs> like pure rage and excitement I think one of the best parts about it one of the parts I like keep going back to about system of a down one of the reasons it's so addictive like is because it's just this perfect balancing act between actual real heavy subject matter that is so important today um like it really stands the test of time and just taking the piss like (laughs) pure chaos I would say like it is you're really yeah you're really jumping between I think I remember seeing a meme about this exact thing like some of you out there if you're listening to this you might know the exact meme I'm talking about but like yeah within 
20 seconds of a song it'll jump from like talking about like the prison system like for example in prison song I I, I don't know like exactly if, if it really bounces around as much as I'm talking about for the rest of the album but like talking about some really serious like the need for reform in the prison system in America and stuff like that and then it just bounces into like I keep saying the word bounce because there's actually a track called bounce on the, <laughs> um, on the album. So like, it's just in my head yeah. and it's just nonsense almost, I guess you could say. And I, I think that that's like, they're very snarky. They've got, they're full of attitude, full of heart. And that's the kind of thing that keeps you coming back and keeps you listening to what they have to say, because it's all like, they, they definitely take, they wear their hearts on their sleeves, I guess you could say. And um, if it was just, pure politics the entire time like it might not be able to engage some of the listeners who I definitely am not one of these people but the kinds of people who are like oh just stick to music mate oh, don't like, yeah. like I don't know it's mm-hmm. it's so dumb like even saying that to Tom Morello and shit it's like dude do you know who you're talking to but like <laughs> do you know how many degrees he um, has <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Political science <laughs> yeah it's just that that's the kind of thing that I think makes it like even more enjoyable and it really just shows that they they don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, apologies for my swear. No, but like, swear away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you do you get that? Like, if you've heard any of their tracks, you might understand what I mean. I've he- honestly, I've heard probably like, oh, it's gonna sound really bad. <laughs> three. I'm sure there's more in nice. there as well. But like, I know three for sure, and probably two of them are off this album. Yeah, but it's just sort of like Chopsui and toxicity. Yeah, and then is Ariel's on this Both one as well? X or oh, Ariel's? Is that on this album? Songs. Yeah. Oh yeah, my it god. Is. Okay, it's so like it's just this end. album that I've heard. Oh, cool. Well, listen, like they're popular tracks for a reason, and like it's it's when people say like when people say oh like I only know the singles and like people give hate for that. I think that's ridiculous because they're singles for a reason. They're popular for a reason. They're like the most listenable they're the most widely enjoyable singable like one of the parts that I like that I love about this album is that it's so singable like those three tracks in particular like the anthemic choruses and the the harmonies and everything like yeah it's that's part of like where where I yeah it absolutely is like that song Ariel's like is stunning like I mean here I am talking about the chaos behind their sound and like the bouncing between politics and absolute madness like borderline gibberish but like that's what makes it so powerful then you've got yeah you've got tracks like aerials which you could call like straight up like radio rock I guess but at the same time it's still got that really beautiful nuance to it and the meaning behind it it's just yeah I I particularly have a soft spot for that song and like zero shame that that's one one of the only ones you know because it's one of the ones I keep coming back to it's just beautiful (laughs) yeah what is the meaning behind it honestly for me as I don't often listen to the lyrics straight up. It takes me like a lot to be like, oh my God, I'm singing the lyrics, but that's what they're talking about. Like it doesn't connect for me. So Mm. what are they saying? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like admittedly, like this is one of the, one of the albums where like, I don't necessarily always listen to it with the lyrics in mind. It's like, sometimes you can feel it without listening. Like, I mean, being a vocalist, that is one of the primary things that I listen to, like that I listen out for is the vocals, the melodies and stuff like that. When you talk about this album as a whole, it's very, like if we're talking meaning, it's like very anti-establishment. Police brutality is like a big theme of it. Like obviously these guys are like, they they do come from a different background. I'm, I'm going to sound quite ignorant for not knowing. I think 
that Serge is Armenian. Forgive me mm. if I am wrong about Let's his nationality. A, a quick Google. Um, Armenian. He is You're Armenian. Correct. Yep. Yep. I thought so. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that they come from a background that is quite war driven as well, like they do have a very big political mindset. Like, I truly cannot speak to it because I am not educated enough to be able to talk about these types of issues. But I do, you can really feel the, the anger and the protest behind their music throughout all of it. Like that's, that's definitely a core theme of the album, even just like existentialism, like even in that track, Ariel's one of the lyrics, like now I've got that song in my head. One of the lyrics that keeps coming back to me is like, life is a waterfall. Like that's like one of the key like motifs of the song and yeah just just the human experience what it means to be human uh what needs to change about living on planet earth even a bit of environmentalism like in that song science I think the lyric is like science has failed mother earth or something like that like one of the chorus lyrics and these are all things that I feel super strongly about and yeah again it's part of like I keep coming back to this word but it's part of that addictiveness of their music it's just something that it makes you want to learn more it makes you want to listen more it makes you want to absorb as much of this information as you can and just scream it out into the world like obviously you know just being some nobody in Australia I can't necessarily (laughs) relate to all the experiences that they've been through but I do know that Serge is a pretty powerful like political activist for like his Armenian culture and stuff like that following his Instagram, there's a lot of humanitarianism in there. So it's kind of like, yeah, since it's an early 2000s album, but it has definitely stood the test of time in terms of its like its themes. One of the things that I that I was thinking about, like whenever I listen to this album is like a lot of the early 2000s material that we listened to and that we loved maybe back then, like as we were growing up, some of it hasn't aged too well. You know what I mean? Like just lyrically and you're like, mm, can't say that anymore. Do, do you, yeah. You know what I mean? Like wouldn't really say that anymore, but like, I don't think that's the case here. Like everything that I have experienced through this album, it very much has aged really well and it stands the test of time and it's still very much relevant, which in fact is kind of a sad thing. The fact that it is relevant because a lot of the themes are very brutal and violent like lots of violence so if anything it's almost a bit of a prophecy that album I would say because we've really just been going in the direction that they speak of and they've made music fairly recently like they've got a track came out last year I think oh 2020 like genocidal humanoids (laughs) and I think if that tells you anything about 20 years uh, time (laughs) yeah exactly that could belong on the same album you know what I mean they've always stood true to what they talk about and I respect that a lot that's very interesting because you think about albums like this where you know they're talking about climate change and police brutality or whatever else and it's like were they progressive for their time or have we just not evolved that's such a good question and I think it's a little bit of both yeah it's it's quite it's like these are the types of people who really care about their community and they're making music because uh well obviously not just because but like by creating music they have a platform to talk about the ways that we could shape our future you know what I mean like that you've got a very powerful level of responsibility and voice I guess when you're an artist of that size and in those types of circles so yeah I I guess it's a little bit of both like the the fact that they were speaking out back then is almost like a bit of that could have like musicians like that and like Rage Against the Machine could have 
steered the path like and steered the protest into like a positive light so that in 20 years time we don't have to be saying the same thing over and over but I think in some way we all know that like patterns are patterns and we're gonna keep going down the same route so it's kind of exhausting but it's cool because it means that we can relate to the music from the early 2000s and connect with it sadly but (laughs) but importantly you know what I mean like being democratic members of our society (laughs) by raging against the dying of the light oh yes (laughs) so poetic (laughs) I know it's it's disgusting but like yeah you know these are the these are the types of things we got to talk about right yeah literally it's almost like if uh let's just say that we had involved and we're all amazing humans and the government system isn't corrupt and everything and then looking back on an album like this you would almost be I don't want to say like reminiscent because you don't want to glorify those days or whatever but like in a way you'd still relate to it to be like look that's where we came from and now we're here 100 percent. it's not the case now but yeah yeah and I hope that in the years to come like I mean obviously protest music will never die because there will always be something to protest about but I hope that in the next 20 odd years we can look back and say hey we've come so far that's awesome yeah (laughs) I mean I'm I've got my fingers and toes crossed I'll I'll tell you that (laughs) oh well let's let's bring up the mood a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah I'm honestly not like I want to be as I want to be politically engaged I do I want to be an active member of society but that steered in a direction I was not expecting (laughs) (laughs) thanks system of a down (laughs) yeah you know yeah that's why I also love the quirkiness. You know what I mean? It keeps things lighthearted at the same time. It's almost just like that attitude of like, ah, oh, like everything's shit. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> but still talk about it. But let's also have a good time. But yeah. 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 yeah that's right. And that's that's kind of the, the right kind of balance. And yeah, I, I just love this band so much. Oh, that's so good. Well, when let's, you know, take you again back in time to your life. Tell us about your life. But when... Did it become an important album to you? It's like you got into music, you started making bands and making tracks. When were you like, actually, I do pull a lot of influence from this album or this band? Yeah, well, it's had a couple of little impact points on my life. You know, the first one being like its gateway sort of drug feeling, you know, like being one of the albums and one of the bands that sort of nurtured my way into the heavy music industry. And then, of course, as I began writing, and to this day, as I continue writing vocal melodies and just music in general, they definitely influence us. I mean, even our latest track, The Bear of Bad News, it does have a little bit of that flair, I guess you could say, that um, a lot of System of a Down's music has. And very much so, like, Serge's vocal, vocal style. Like, naturally, I will never be as, like, I don't know if I'll ever reach that level of aggression that he will, but, like, the flair and the style and the taste I guess the flavor Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the flavor that's cooking yeah I draw a lot from that and um it inspires me a lot and then like I guess even branching like into just my own personal life like I mean we've got the album on vinyl it's very much so just a chuck it on when you're feeling feeling a bit of pent-up anger or you just need to wash off the day like dance off the day it very much just like is a regular occurrence uh, in our day-to-day. Just chuck it on when I'm driving as well. But yeah, I guess if we're talking like more so like to the heart influentially, yeah, they, 
I think that for as long as you listen to Relica, you always hear a little bit of System of a Down in there. Oh, um, I love that. Just one of those ones that always sticks there subconsciously in the back of the mind because they've, they're so unique and they definitely have left a mark, like a very tangible mark on the music that we write. And not just me, you know, like um, I know Miles takes off them as well. Like, yes, so much to love there. Oh, it's so good to hear. Little, little love letters with every song that you guys write. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And especially when, you know, when I go to listen, um, which will be exciting for the first time all the way through, is there anything that you think that I should look out for? I know the vocals, amazing vocals, but are there any other cute little points that you're like, oh, we should definitely listen out for this? Just the pure chaos. Like, I, I guess the, the probably the one thing that I would say, like, listen in for this is that juxtaposition for for lack of sounding like <laughs> wanky I don't want to be like oh everyone just... says it but like yeah that balance between light and shade and seriousness and like just silliness I guess they're really tipping the scales I guess I think you'll feel that a lot and um such catchiness the riffs like it's very bouncy very groovy at times Drum work is phenomenal, like very, yeah, like like very catchy and like I said, very bouncy feel. It's a lot more light than you would expect after the conversation that we just <laughs> that we just had, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's a lot more fun to listen to than I might be leading on. It's um yeah, like I said, one of my favorite albums to chuck on to just wash off the day. It's exciting. There's a lot of energy behind it. It's hard to pin down like one thing to listen to, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts when you've heard it. Definitely get back to me. Yeah. Tell me what sticks out to you. Yeah, because there's so much to love. I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I listen to the vocals first, but yeah, there's nothing not to enjoy. Like, I mean, it's a bit chaotic. Maybe don't listen to it when you're like, in the middle of a busy work day or something like that because I think that it'll scramble your brain a little bit but it's fun it's a really fun piece of work cool all right are those my listening notes to listen to it like to wash off the day come home from work chuck it on or what do you recommend yeah I mean being a listener of the podcast I definitely was thinking about that I won't (laughs) lie um yeah like listening notes it would definitely either be uh it's it's a great okay for example like washing off the day it's a great like housework album oh like if you if you chuck it on just to vacuum the floors and do the dishes and just like slam it out have a little bit of a jump around while you're doing it makes it a lot more fun that would 100% be a good way to listen to it otherwise just a long drive by yourself and just that's if you really want to like absorb it so maybe that's for like listen number three or four I don't know you know what I mean like the are you like me when you listen to albums that you go through like platforms, like stages of listening? Like first off is just service level listening, enjoying it for what it is. Yes. Then you dig into the deeper stuff, start looking at the lyrics and stuff, breaking it down a bit more. Yeah, chuck it on when you're doing a bit of housework. I think you'll have fun. I like that a lot. There's lots of things I've put off <laughs> around here. <laughs> I was going to say, if you want to make that a motivator, like uh, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I hate doing uh, my washing so I will like leave my stuff on the line for ages I'll take it off I'll leave it in the basket for ages so I'll bet by mm, the time I yep. listen to this I'll have like a basket of washing in my room yeah <laughs> perfect What's good motivator like yeah I will that sounds awesome definitely do it all righty do you have anything else to add anything else we need to know about this album gosh I don't think so I think we've covered top bottom left and right of this entire thing we've scrubbed it clean we've done well Ebony the whole record <laughs> the whole disc I do believe yeah, 100% I think we enjoy have. it 
I will. You know what? Yes. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> I hope you do. No, I'll let you, you know. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, there we have it. The one prog album that Monique Pym thinks that you and I should listen to is is Toxicity. Prog album. <laughs> I know. I honestly had to change it from metal album to prog album. And in my mind, it's still the one metal album. It just rolls off the tongue. But no, the one prog album that Monique Pym thinks that you and I should listen to is Toxicity by System of a Down. Mon, thank you so much for your wisdom. Can't wait to listen to it from your point of view. Thank you for having me. I had the best time. I did one time actually, I don't know who it was with. Maybe it was for like the faction radio like years ago or something. I don't know, but I was like talking away and I'd forgotten to press record and we just like slid into this interview. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then we got like five minutes I was in hoping. and I was like, oh. Yeah, I didn't want that to happen. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, no, Hell good yeah, idea. Good. 